Hi, I'm James Dickey, Senior Counsel for the Upper Midwest Law Center, Minnesota's nonprofit public interest law firm that fights for liberty and the rule of law. Happy New Year, and welcome back to Minnesota Law Weekly, where we update you on important developments on legal issues in Minnesota and how we at UMLC are your voice fighting for you in the courts. Now that we've reached 2024, we are nearing the time where the Minnesota legislature will begin again to consider and pass new laws. And while many in the governing trifecta have celebrated the 2023 session and even boasted about burning political capital, the federal courts have issued injunctions against one unconstitutional law after another from last year's session. We will talk about the trifecta's spotty record in court in this episode. First, to be fair, the legislature hasn't been defeated in every case. In our challenge to the new felon voting law, where the Constitution says that felons cannot vote in Minnesota elections, quote, unless restored to civil rights, unquote, the Anoka County District Court upheld the law. But it only did so by avoiding the central question posed to it. What does civil rights mean? It also ignored the fact that when felons are convicted and a suspended sentence is imposed, under the new law, that felon never loses the right to vote. This is directly contrary to the Constitution. We've appealed that decision and are asking the Minnesota Supreme Court to review it as soon as possible. And whether the Minnesota Supreme Court takes the case now or it proceeds in the Court of Appeals, it is far from over. Besides that one incorrect state district court decision, the trifecta has been on an epic losing streak. One of the first cases to be brought against the trifecta's unconstitutional agenda was the lawsuit by Northwestern and Crown Colleges after a new law disqualified them from participating in the Post-Secondary Enrollment Options Program, or PSEO, which allows Minnesota students to take college credits during high school. Northwestern and Crown were disqualified because they require a statement of faith from their on-campus students. This means that Christian parents who want their kids to get college credits at Christian schools cannot do so in Minnesota, even though non-religious parents can send their kids to non-religious private schools to get those credits. And to be clear, we aren't talking about theology or religion credits. We're talking about math and science. The U.S. Supreme Court has struck down at least two laws just like the trifecta's law in the past four years, in Espinoza versus Montana Department of Revenue related to Montana's law, and in Carson v. Macon related to Maine's law. The court said this in Espinoza, quote, a state need not subsidize private education, but once a state decides to do so, it cannot disqualify some private schools solely because they are religious. Perhaps recognizing this, Minnesota agreed not to enforce the law while the lawsuit is ongoing. And on June 14th of last year, the federal district court entered an injunction against the law while the case is ongoing. But then the Minnesota Department of Education countersued against the universities, putting the thumb of the state's law enforcement apparatus on these Christian universities, essentially seeking to force them to give up their statement of faith. In the minds of the trifecta and Attorney General Ellison, apparently, there is no room for pluralism or religious liberty. But in the meantime, that's one trifecta law already set aside. In another case, the Minnesota Chamber of Commerce sued the Walls administration because the legislature passed, and Governor Walls signed, a new campaign finance law that openly sought to do an end around on the U.S. Supreme Court's decision in Citizens United versus Federal Elections Commission. 
As we explained on a prior episode of Minnesota Law Weekly, before a lawsuit was even brought, this law bans any company from making independent expenditures like donations to PACs, where a single non-U.S. person owns 1% or more of the company, or where two or more foreign investors in aggregate hold 5% or more of the company. On December 20th, 2023, the Federal District Court in Minnesota issued a preliminary injunction against this law, too, because the Chamber is likely to prevail on the merits of the case. The court rejected the concept that Minnesota has a compelling interest in prohibiting all political expenditures by a corporation just because they have a single foreign shareholder. And the court held that the law doesn't advance any claimed interest. There's no proof that any foreign shareholder with a tiny interest has any sway with any corporation making expenditures. Even worse, the, the law bans corporate speech even where a merely passive investor owns 1% of a company. In other words, when there's no problem whatsoever to remedy. And worst of all, the fact that the law exempted the biggest spenders in our state elections, labor unions and their PACs, makes it under-inclusive. In other words, it only attempts to solve one part of the so-called problem with foreign ownership of PAC contributors. The legislature apparently believes that labor unions with foreign members are simply different, somehow, than companies owned in very small part by other foreign nationals. I wonder why. Finally, the Association for Accessible Medicines, a national trade group which represents manufacturers and distributors of generic and biosimilar medicines, sued Attorney General Ellison because of a new law passed this past session which forbade drug manufacturers from imposing so-called excessive price increases on generic or off-patent prescription drugs based on what the state health commissioner says is excessive. On December 4, 2023, the federal district court in Minnesota issued yet another preliminary injunction against this law because the law reaches way beyond Minnesota and seeks to penalize manufacturers who might raise generic drug prices even if manufactured outside Minnesota, say in Colorado, and then shipped to a distributor in New Jersey just because the drug might eventually be sold in Minnesota. This violates what's known as the Dormant Commerce Clause of the U.S. Constitution, which forbids a state from regulating drug pricing and sales occurring, in many cases, solely in other states. And there are more lawsuits and losses for the legislature to come. We at UMLC are looking forward to the federal district court in Minnesota hearing our Don't Say Felon lawsuit on February 21st. That's our lawsuit against the legislature's gag order against talking about voter eligibility if you say things like, felons under sentence are not eligible to vote in Minnesota because you believe the Minnesota Constitution requires restoration of their civil rights prior to voting. We believe that the First Amendment protects your right to speak to your friends and neighbors or even write to your local paper and take strong or controversial stands on issues like voter eligibility for felons in elections. The state and the Anoka County attorney, Brad Johnson, believe they can shut down that speech and take you to court over it. We think free speech will prevail. The legislature also passed a series of laws that, on their face, prefer individuals for government-issued benefits based purely on their race or ethnicity. The U.S. Supreme Court strongly rejected those practices at public colleges and universities last summer in the cases against Harvard and the University of North Carolina. You can expect Minnesota laws that do the same thing in different contexts to start facing lawsuits and falling soon. 
All in all, while the governing trifecta celebrated that, as Governor Walls put it, it burned a bunch of political capital, several of those legislative actions have fallen in court already, and the lawsuits have not stopped coming yet. That's it for this week on Minnesota Law Weekly. You can learn about the Upper Midwest Law Center by visiting umlc.org. And you can also make a confidential tax-deductible donation on our website or by sending us a check to 8421 Wyzetta Boulevard, Suite 300, Golden Valley, Minnesota 55426. And we would urge you to do that. We are fully donor-supported and charge our clients nothing. We are standing up for you in court and want to fight for you on every front. Help us do more for you by making a donation today. Thank you, and we'll see you next week.